you know, growing up, people always tell you that never give up. Never let what other people tell you, what other people say to you, destroy you. And now, it applies in everything you do. You can't expect something to happen. You can't expect a financial breakthrough, a spiritual breakthrough, an educational breakthrough, a breakthrough of any sort to occur unless you yourself are ready to move. God cannot help you if you're not ready to help yourself. God cannot help you if you're not ready to get up and just move. Because you are still sitting in that same position. And you expect God to continue moving you. You expect God to do something in your life. If you don't get up and move, there's nothing. Nothing is going to happen. You tell God that, God, I want my business to go up. But you keep on doing the same thing that made your business fall. That is making your business collapse. And you expect God to just come and say, boom. And he has fixed everything for you. He's not going to fix it unless you start moving. Unless you start changing some things. Just because something bad happened to you. That doesn't mean it's your end. I want you to sink that in. I want you to sink in. Take some time to to just process that. Just because something bad happened to you, it doesn't mean it's your end. Just because you had a car accident, it's not your end. Just because you're in a hospital on life support, it's not your end. Just because your family member, your loved one is in a coma, it's not your end. Just because you are living on the street, you are homeless, nothing to eat, it's not your end. Just because your marriage is falling apart, it's not your end. Just because your children, they are giving up on you, it's not your end. Just because you are not doing well in school, it's not your end. Just because your friends don't want to hang out with you, your friends are leaving you, it's not your end. Not be- Just because people don't want to spend time with you, it's not your end. Let me tell you one thing about the last thing. Just because some people just because human beings have just decided to leave you that's the funny thing it's not your end you know why because human beings are mortals now a human being can die at any time any place any situation can occur and a human being just die you don't have a second life you'll only live and by miracle, God lets you come back. That's, that's amazing for you. But let me tell you this. Don't put your trust on human beings because they're going to let you down. And I'm not saying that don't trust human beings. But don't put your complete trust. Don't lean on them. Like they are the only poles that can keep your house in place. No, they are not. Because you are going to be the items in your house, which are soon going to leave. Now, have you to, you know, when you're in a club, right? In a school club, maybe it could be bakery, MUN, um, economics, math, whatever club you're in. After some time, the students just start to leave. People just start to leave your class. 
because they lost interest. Nope. Continue what you're doing. Because then the better people, the people who are actually going to make a good, great impact in your life. And do you know something? Not every bad person that steps into your life came to destroy you. Now let me explain that. Not every bad situation that you have faced is technically bad. Because that situation is help, going to help build you up. Look at the story of Jacob. What happened to Jacob? Hey, sorry, not Jacob. Job, sorry. Sorry about that. I mean Job. The story of Job. It's an incredible story. A man who lost everything. From properties. To money. To his own children. But yet. When his wife told him. Just curse God and die. Jacob didn't. He didn't. He didn't curse God. Why? Because he still believed in God. He knew what God was doing. He knew what God was doing. You know, um, in the Bible, in Job, let's just take this part quickly before. Now, let's go to Job chapter 1. Verse 6, it says, One day the angels came to the present to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered, Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does God does job fear god for nothing satan replied have you not put a barrier around him and his household everything he has you have blessed the work of his hand so his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land but now stretch your hands and strike everything he has and he will surely catch you to your face the lord said to satan very well then everything Everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day when Job's son and daughters were feasting. Now, let's stop there. Then Satan went out of the presence of the Lord. Now you see what Satan was planning to do. God knew the out God already knows how it's going to end. He knew everything. That's why he just gave Job to um satan he knew what would happen and you know one thing the devil always wants to hurt you the devil always wants to strike you he always wants to prove god wrong but no one can ever prove god wrong you can't satan always wants to make himself a king he wants to make himself on top of god but it's something that will never happen now let's read this verse let's go to verse 13 it says, one day when Jacob's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the ox were bowing and the, um, the donkeys were grazing nearby. And the servants attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. 
Verse 16. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burnt up the sheep and the servants. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Verse 17. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The cattle formed three riding parties and swept down on all the camels and made off with them. They put the servants to a sword, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Verse 18. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said to him, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the orders by this house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. At the joke, Jacob got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I would depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken. May the name of the Lord be praised. And in all, Jacob did not sin by, by charging God with wrongdoing. Now understand this. You Imagine you just being in your house. Knowing that your servants are taking care of um, your, you know what? Imagine this: your workers are taking care of different businesses you own. You own different restaurants in different parts of the world, or in your different part of the country you are in right now. And then one restaurant worker comes and tells you that your first restaurant. I'm in Accra, so I'll basically say at Kumasi broke down it collapsed everything was gone and i'm the only worker who came to tell you you are there again and another worker comes in to you and tells you that your business in tema has collapsed and i am the only one who was able to get out of that burning place a third one comes again and tells you that another business of yours burns down I am the only one who came to tell you. Now, a house help that works for your that lives with your um your children, and it um helps your children around as they were having a party, comes to tell you that I am sorry to say, but all your children died when their house collapsed or died in a house fire. Now, imagine you in that situation. Imagine you in Job's situation. All your children just gone. But yet, look at what Jacob did. So why do I keep on saying Jacob? Look at what Job did. Look at what he said. Let's go to verse 21. I need you to highlight the the verse 21. I need you to highlight it. If you have a highlighter, uh, anything, or write it down. Take note of this. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I would depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the Lord, may the name of the Lord be praised. Now, how many of you, after losing a loved one, after losing everything, would not even curse the Lord, or would not even... Some of you will go and curse God with every single swear word swear word written in the book and if you invent your own swear words that's it some of you will will be so disappointed you don't go to church anymore you throw your bible you bend your bible you do everything because you we've insult god for, 
from God, no, you insult God back and forth. But Jacob didn't do that. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord shall take. May the, Lord, the name of the Lord be praised. Now let's go to um, Job chapter. Yes, I was right. Job chapter um, 2, verse 1. It says, On another day, the angel came to present himself before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And the Lord said, Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless, blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity through your instance, insistent wait, sends me against him to ruin him without any reason. And then the devil said, skin for a skin. Satan replied. A man will give all he has for his own life, but not scratch out your. But now stretch out your hand, and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely catch you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, "Very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life." So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, and afflicted Job with a painful sore from the soles of his feet to the crowns of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept God for Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In this Job did not sin in what he said. Now take Job's after to verse 1 to 10 so you see something let me explain let me let's take something now let's go to job chapter 2 verse 1 all the way to verse 6 you see that devil came to god again wanted to hurt job job because he didn't get job the first time so he wasn't like let me give it another try so he went to god and he told God all this. You know one funny thing? When I was reading this, I, all that was going through my mind was, you know what? The devil can't even hurt you without God. You know, read verse 6 very carefully. He says, very well then, he is in your hand, but spare his life. The devil can't touch Job. The devil could not even touch Job's life. Unless the God gave him permission. Unless... The Lord gave him permission. Now, let me tell you this. Not everyone who dies just dies like that. There's a reason. Some people will be like, why did God just take this person so soon in life? Why did God take this person's life? That person was so young. Why did God take his life away? Why did God take her life away? Why did God take their life away? But then there's one thing you forget. Is that everything is for a reason. There's no questioning God. Because you don't know the future. You don't know the outcome of anything. So you cannot directly speak on how situations should go. 
because you don't know how it's going to end i'm telling you the devil will try and strike you 10 million times the devil will strike you a billion times but if god tells him that he shall not lay a single hand on your life even if you're on life support even if you're in the icu you will not die you have to keep on holding on to your faith there are so many people who were a miracle they were in the hospital doctors said the person is dying tampo even died but god said it's not your end no it was not your end i'm going to do something in your life and your life will be a living testimony and when they say make your life a living testimony god made their lives a living testimony the devil was able to scar job but he couldn't take away job's life and look at what job's wife told him he said are you still maintaining your integrity curse god and die your own wife that you've been with you had children with her and she comes to you after all this happened to you and she tells you just curse god and die some people just curse god and die but look at joseph's one you see he said you are talking like a foolish woman shall we accept good from god and not troubles remember this quote remember what he said remember this remember what he said he said you are talking like a foolish woman now let's remember this part shall we accept god for good things shall we accept good from god and not trouble let this once again shall we accept good from god and not troubles this is one thing we human beings do not want to understand understand this is one thing we do not want to let it take in our lives shall we accept only the good things in life and not accept the bad things from god because no one will only have good things in life let me tell you this You see, all the disciples of Jesus Christ walked with Jesus through everything, through everything. But then look at the way they died. You see? But yet... They never cursed God. They never did anything. They never did anything. Against God. They did his work. Because one thing you must remember. Is that being a Christian is going to come. You are going to face some hardships. You're going to face some troubles. You're going to face some things that will make you go down on your knees and cry. You are going to cry so much. But I want you to remember this. Just because something feels like it's the end of the road that doesn't mean you have to give up 
Now I want you to remember these verses. Exodus chapter 15 verse 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Psalm chapter 9 verse 9 to 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of troubles. Now take these two verses, write them down, highlight them, however you want it. You can save them on your phone, the notes, um, you can write them down in a book, a sticky note, some sticky notes or whatever. Um, you can highlight them in your Bible. Now let's go to these other verses. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 it says I have fought the good fights I have finished the race I have kept my faith First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 it says do not do you not know that in a race all the run, all the runners run but only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain it Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 to 31 he says he will strengthen he gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak even youth grow tired and weary and young or even yeah and young and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint. Galatians chapter nine, chapter six, verse nine. Actually, let us not become weary in doing good, for a proper time will will come, where you will weep a harvest if we do not give up. Now take these six verses. Exodus 15 verse 2, Psalm 9 verse 9 to 10, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7, 1 Chronicles 9 verse 24, Isaiah 40 29 to 31, Galatians 2, Galatians 6 to 9, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. I want you to take those verses and read them concentrate on them fully understand those verses let me tell you this there will come a time where you'll be handed your crown and at that moment your work has been completed do not have to worry anymore. We are all running a race. And that race is not going to be an easy one. And no one said it was going to be easy. But that doesn't mean you have to give up. Even when you fall. Remember that you have to get yourself back up again. Because God is with you. You will weep where what you have harvest so never give up 
the lord is going to hold you strong in his arms he's going to keep you praise him in the good and the bad that's one thing i want you all to remember Praise God in the good times and in the bad times. Don't only praise God when it suits you. Don't only praise God when it's convenient to you. Praise God even when you are in pain. Even when you cannot even stand. Even when you have so much to cry about. Even when it hurts that you can't even breathe. Even when you are in a state where your whole body just wants to collapse. Don't let that stop you from praising God. Because I want you to remember this. I want you to remember these two phrases Jacob said. He says, Shall we accept good from God and not the evil? And not the troubles. I want you to sink in that one. Sink it in. I want you to also highlight that part. And also highlight this part as well. Highlight this part. Highlight this part, sorry. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall depart. The Lord gave, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Take that verse as well. Now, I've given you eight verses. Now, take those verses and meditate on those verses. Fully understand those verses. You know what? The Bible is a manual. And those people who always like throwing those instructions and manuals away, you're in big trouble now. Because the Bible is like a manual that will direct you in life. Some of you are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how my life is going to be. I don't know how to do this, this, and that. But there's literally a manual with dozens of copies. Which you can get. And it can help you. But all you have to do is read. I know. The Bible has like 66. It has 66 um, chapters. Sorry. 66 books. And it can be hard to read every single book. Because. Every single book has a lot of chapters and reading them it's a different thing so you have to remember that the bible is there for you and it's there to help you it's there to help you connect with the creator the inventor don't you understand this the bible is a manual the people who speak to you about the bible they're like mechanics and also you are the person who then takes instructions from it 
Because you know, if you make a car, right? That's the actual inventor, the person who made the thing. Then we have the mechanic and the mechanics that you know fix it. That help you fix the car if anything happens to it. Now. The mechanics can't build a car. Put it in a, like a human being form. No one can make a human being. No one can invent a human. No one can ever make a human being. But then they are there to help you. To help you. So your pastors, your Sunday school teachers, even your friends can even help you. But then don't be so proud and arrogant and have so much pride in yourself do not take instructions because a prideful man has a terrible end a prideful man a proud man has a terrible end the race they are running the end is not pleasing so remember that the Bible is there to direct and help you. So even if whatever you are going through, whatever is happening in your life, don't let it be the end. Because if God said, I haven't given up on you, then there's no way the devil can ever destroy you. So continue to have faith in God and strengthen yourself in Him. I know it's not easy. It's not easy. But try. Okay, try. Because you're going to be, you're always going to be people who are going to always pin you to the ground. But don't stay on the ground. Don't. When someone pushes you on the ground, get back up again. They'll push you on the ground, get back up again. They'll push you on the ground, get back up again. There'll be a time they can't even come 300,000 miles close to you because your light is so bright that they can't even see you. So, you see, when you're looking up in the sky and the sun is shining so bright, if you stare at it for so long, you know, it has terrible side effects. Like, your eye, some people even get headaches. Now, continue building your faith that even when the enemy looks at you, the enemy can't even see you because you are covered with the glory of God. You are covered from head to toe, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You are covered with glory. Let that be your story. Don't let your story be like, oh, this person was a liar, this person was a thief, this person was not nice, this person was evil, this person was two-faced. Even some people, they had to do themselves nice, 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 because they're not even good. But let your story be this person was a strong man of God and let Jesus tap you and say well done my faithful servants now that is even better than a human being telling me that hey come for your award you've won the Nobel Peace Prize Master, if I get a crown from Jesus it's better than any Nobel Peace Prize anyone will ever give me because I don't if we say I should throw a normal peace prize away, 
and I should go and take the crown of Jesus Christ. Then sign me up. I'm taking the crown. I'm not taking the Nobel Peace Prize because it's a material thing, and that's what some people don't understand. People, you're chasing material items instead of chasing spiritual. You're chasing the the earthly crown, which is fame, money, you know. Instead of chasing the crown, the eternal crown of Jesus Christ, which is made like nothing any human being has ever seen before. Now, the devil is not even going to wear that crown. It's you. Your mother is not going to wear that crown. It's you. Every human being is going to have their own individual crown. And it's going to be shiny. And you have to remember this. That crown is going to be shiny and nobody is going to wear that crown except for you. Nobody is going to wear that crown except for you. So don't be like, eh, my mother doesn't go to church, so Mr. Hong go to church. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. My friend doesn't go to church, so me I won't go to church. My brother doesn't go, so me I won't go. My brother doesn't read his Bible, so me I won't read my Bible. My sister doesn't read her Bible, so me I won't read. My friend doesn't read, so me I won't read. My friend doesn't follow God, so me I won't follow God. And follow your friend. So both of you match to the same place, Abby. And sometimes you follow people and they are leading you to the devil. Then you go and say, I follow this rapper, you know, then you say, and you're not doing anything for Christ. And you'll be like, oh no, this person talks, this person's like, um, um, this person will post small Bible, this person will post Bible verses on their, on their um, Instagram. And then that means the person is a good person who likes you. Now, let me tell you. Remember this, not every pastor, not every evangelist, not every preacher is going to enter the gates of the gates of heaven. You'll be surprised. I don't I don't know. If some people will be surprised, some people will be surprised, other people will not be surprised. Not everyone in the church is going to go to heaven. Let me tell you this. Not everyone in that church. Uh, I'll be even surprised if in like seventy percent like Charlie. Some, some churches, like, not even 70% who even enter the gates of heaven. That's how bad we are making life. Stop fooling yourself. Stop fooling yourself. Because some people are always like, oh, this person goes to church, I'm this person who goes to heaven. Who told you? Even the own pastors, the prophets, all of them. Well, not all of them are going to go to heaven. Remember one thing? Um, I think someone was preaching, at first I was preaching at, at my church. Um... And he said, you know, sorry about um, this man said that he had a dream. And then there were two crowns, a huge crown. It looked so beautiful. And then right beside it was a smaller crown. And then the only two people left was him and the man who normally cleans his shoe. So what happened was they called him forward and they gave him the smaller crown. And he was confused and he asked God that. And give him, he's the one that normally cleans his shoe before he preaches. The bigger crown. And he asked God that, why did you give me the smaller crown? Because I'm the one who normally preaches. God showed him a place. And he, you know, the servant, the man who normally, 
the man who normally cleans his shoe. The man will stand at one corner, clean it, and see the like how the light is reflecting. What is shining? Go to the other corner. So the man is doing it and putting all his efforts, everything, effort, everything. He's putting everything he has so that that shoe will look great. How much are you putting into Christ? How much are you how much energy are you putting into serving Christ? Because someone may be doing something as little as for you, as little as cleaning your shoe. But that person is doing so much. Oh, this person only 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 this person oh, she only preaches in like small crowds oh this person he only preaches in like small crowds hey have you seen that man's big church big church with about two thousand three thousand fifty thousand people in that church have you seen that church and you're like automatically this person is going to heaven no no because it doesn't work that way that's how that's not how god works you know you have to understand this Something may seem so little to you, but in the eyes of God, is so big. Some people are always like, oh, offering, they're always giving big, big monies. 50,000, 100,000, 1 million, 80,000, 500. And then one, pe- one person is giving one CD. 20 pesos, 50 pesos. And the person is giving with their whole heart. And that's the last thing. There's even a Bible, the story in the Bible. Woman gave her last to God. The last that she had to Jesus. And that was worth more than the ministers and every single one of them who gave more than that woman. Because it doesn't matter how much you give. It matters how much is in your heart. Because what the huge amount you may give it's not from your heart. Some people, it's not from your heart. You are just giving it to show off. But in the small amount a woman will give, it's worth a lot. The small amount someone can, someone will give, but once it's from their heart, spiritually, is bigger than anything. I want you to remember that no matter what you are facing in life, no matter the people in your life, no matter everything you are going through, you have to continue having faith in Christ. You have to never give up. And don't do things for human beings to know that you are on top and you have everything. It's better to please God and gain a crown in heaven than to please the world and gain what the world has to offer. Think about it. And I wish you all um, a wonderful day.